Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good Sunday morning to you. It is July 30th, 10.08 a.m. Great to have you with us this morning on The Huddle on WCCO Radio. Dave Schwartz, Pete Najarian, Charlie Weiss. Great to have you with us this morning as well. Uh, listening in from wherever you're listening this morning, whether it's over your radio dial or uh, streaming us on the free Odyssey app. We uh, come on this morning, Pete, with some pretty breaking news here. I was doing some prep this morning, getting ready to talk about how I thought what was going on with Daniil Hunter in the Vikings is a worst possible scenario situation. And all of the reasons why this is terrible and why something needed to get done, either a new deal or shipping him off somewhere, but but getting him out of this limbo where he's at camp, but not participating in anything. And we get the news this morning that he has now signed a new, have agreed to a new one-year contract set to pay him um, about seventeen million. It's going to be up worth upwards of it could be up to twenty million. Uh, he'll make five point five this season. Uh, guarantees him seventeen million, which is just crazy. Sorry, it, the deal was taking place of the one for five point five. So that's a nice raise. Going from five point five to seventeen million, <laughs> it's a one year deal, Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. and, and I have, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Uh, good morning to you. What are? Wh- how do you feel? I know that this whole time, this is the outcome you wanted. You wanted him signed, and you wanted him in purple. And I've been a defender of him uh, for any critics that are out there, because a lot of folks are like, "Well, do you really got to pay this guy?" And this, that, and the other. Hey, look at his age. He's now twenty eight. He's not the same guy that he once was. Um, I don't agree with any of that. I, I've, I've seen him up close. He, he might be 28, but he's probably 23 physically. I mean, the guy is an absolute specimen and works his tail off to make sure he's as good as anybody. And, you know, you, all you got to do, Dave, is just look at, look at what he's done in his career. So he's still mm-hmm. the youngest guy ever to get 50 sacks. That's yes. pretty impressive. But on top of that, he's got 71 sacks right now. I actually wanted to check something out and wanted to see, okay, the starting seven for the Minnesota Vikings right now on defense have a grand total of 54 career sacks. (laughs) Career. (laughs) The Dallas Cowboys had 54 last year. Kansas City had 55 and and Philadelphia had 70. Just to keep it all in perspective. So these guys as a career are still at at that level. So do you need Daniil Hunter? Absolutely you do. Uh, The one problem that I still stand by, though, and I've said this time and time again, Brian Flores is a a very good defensive coordinator. I've I've listened, I've watched, and I've seen what he's done, and I think he does a great job. But let's be honest, the guy's more of a 3-4 defense than he is a 4-3. 
And all that really means is Daniil is unlikely to have his hand in the dirt nearly as frequently. Now, it doesn't mean he'll never do it, but it just it won't happen as much. And when you look at the defenses in the NFL right now, you look at the top 10, virtually all but one are 4-3 defenses. And that's because of the fact of how they use that talent, how they use those rushers. Philadelphia had 70 sacks last year. Why is that? Well, I don't know, but I do know they run a 4-3. So does Kansas City, Dallas, San Francisco, Washington, the Jets, New Orleans. And, and we went out and we grabbed Marcus Davenport, who's a good player, but in five years he's had 21 and a half sacks. So are we really giving ourselves a chance defensively to be as aggressive as we need to be, in my opinion, to make the tide turn a little bit where the offense doesn't have to win every single game. Because when you watch that series, like I'm watching still, you watch that series on on Netflix, you see Kirk getting hit every single play practically. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? But it's, it's just, uh, it's just a a factor of, of, I think of what we're seeing right now. And it's, It's something that I think the Vikings still have not fixed the defense just yet. And I, I think that's going to be our, our, a bit of our Achilles heel this year. I, I, have, some, I have some problems with, with this, this whole contract. And, and I think that... Um, you know what, uh, Dave, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit here. I think we're having a little yeah. bit of a technical issue. Uh, why don't you try to, try to re- refresh yourself okay. and, uh, me and me and Pete can... Uh, <laughs> Chat for a little bit here, or we can uh, go to break while while you uh, figure out uh, what's going fine on with me. Whatever you want to do, I'll All get right. this fixed. Let's let's head to break here. We'll uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes as we figure out Dave's microphone issue. <laughs> Welcome back to the huddle. We've got all of our everything worked out. Our technology issues. We are no longer slicing the ball off the tee. We are crushing it. Three fifty. <laughs> Right down the middle of the fairway, which leads us to our first guest this morning. The 3M Open is wrapping up uh, as we speak here at the TPC in Blaine. Hollis Kavner is the CEO for the 3M Open, amongst uh, other things, and joins us this morning on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hollis, thank you so much for giving us some time uh, this morning because I know uh, there's plenty going on up there. It's been a phenomenal tournament. Have you gotten a chance to see Lee Hodges? Uh, I'm sure you have. He's absolutely crushing the course this weekend. Yeah, actually, it's, uh, Lee's a great young man. I've, uh, he's played in quite a few of our events on tour that uh, that we manage around the country. Um, you know, he almost won the American Express this, earlier this year. So he's got a lot of game. And, and can, it, when he gets on uh, a streak, he can flat play. And he's, um, you know, and, and so – I, I know he's got the game. Uh, we've all known he's had the game since he was, you know, in college. So, but um, I, I think he's, you know, he's made every putt that mattered for the last three days. Um, and you know, we saw him last night uh, as, after he finished his round. Him and his wife uh, came in uh, over to the player family dining and stuff, and he he was very upbeat uh, and having a good time. So. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping he handles it well and got some dress last night. I know it's got to be very tough to be sitting in a hotel, you know, in your hotel room, uh, sitting on a five shot lead. You, you, you've got to be, you, you have to be thinking about, it. I don't care who you are. So, um, it, it, it'd be a little tough to sleep. I'm afraid. <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you, Hollis, he's he's not only hot, like you said, he's on a streak. And and, and to shoot a 63 on the opening, uh, absolutely incredible. Is there anybody right now, I know he's in front by five, is there anybody right now that you see behind him, though, if Lee starts to kind of not choke at all, but, you know, slow down a little bit, is there somebody that you think could make a move, or is it just too big of a gap right now? Oh, no, it's, it's uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, the way this course plays, and and if you have you know, like let's let's face it, we've already we've already had people come back from five shot deficits here, so uh, it's not unheard of. It's not. It, it, as a matter of fact, I think I think anybody that is uh, twelve under uh, could get it done. Hmm. I mean, you you know you got Billy Horschel. I mean, he's the guy who's one of the best golfers in the world. You know, former number one player in the world, a FedEx Cup champion, everything else. You know, he won everything just a few years ago. If Billy gets it going, I mean, uh, and, and goes out and shoots the 63-64, you know, he's right. He he passes him. So Hodges has got to play, and, and, and he can't go here and just try to shoot par and and win. I, one of the guys behind him will, will catch him, you know. I, I said early on this week that, that my my number was 20 under at the start of the week. That one, you know, somebody would get to twenty because the, and the reason I said that was because we don't have any wind, and the course is just absolutely immaculate. The greens, yeah. you know, all the all the players are talking about the greens are the best they've been on all year, and so if you can't put it here, you can't put it anywhere. Hmm. Um, and I, so, you know, he's at twenty now. Um, uh, you know, he's got if he shoots even par today, I, I think he'll. I, I, I still think he's going to have to play somebody off. I do. Holland. Hollis Kavner joining us this morning on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Lee Hodges at 20 under par. He's off at uh, 1235 today. JT Poston behind him within five shots. Tony Finau, last year's champion, is six shots behind him. They're all teeing off there at 1225, 1235. Uh, Hollis, this is uh, year number five here for the 3M Open that you have lobbied so hard and worked so hard to get back to the Twin Cities to make Minnesota a regular tour stop again. When you thought about this, when this concept and, and everything really started to take shape, did you see it happening? Did you see it coming together like it has? Because in, in the years that it's been here, it really has been quite a successful tournament in terms of just great golf, but also very good fans coming out and watching and seeing it. Yeah, it, actually, I mean, this was this is where we're at right now where we thought we would be without COVID, okay? Yeah. Here, it took, Year five, we we feel like we lost three years. To be honest with you, we started out, you know, record year, first year with uh, you know with Matthew Wolf and those guys and Hovland, all of them coming out and just blowing it up. And then, you know, right after this, you know, year two, end of year two, we go into you know we go into this you know this, this thing we've been through for the last three years. This year, we're we're back. Our sales are so strong. Our team up here, Mike Welch and our sales team, have done such a good job. We're we're so far ahead of what we were in the past. Uh, our ticket sales have been record. We had record crowds yesterday. We had uh, record concession sales yesterday. And I'm not talking about it a little bit. I mean, concession sales and stuff were up 40-something percent yesterday. Wow. So that tells you there's a lot of people coming out to see the, the, the players and stuff. And this is, quite honestly, this is where we felt like we should have been if, uh, if it hadn't been for COVID. Uh, and, and we're on the right path now to keep going and, and just continue to grow the game up here. Um, but yeah, the Minnesota fans are coming out and they're coming out, um, you know, in, in droves. And you know, we had 
what I loved about it yesterday was there's so many families out here, young kids, and also there's a lot, a lot of the the twenty something year olds out here around and having fun and going to the the party decks and all the other stuff. Our team has done, a, I think they've done a really good job here of turning this place, turning the the event into kind of a. a, a it's also a happening. It's not just a golf tournament. It's there. It's a party, and uh, and that's what we want it to be. We want it to be great golf. You know, we they, they come out, they get to watch, you know, these great players play, and you know, with you know, Fee now and all those guys. We saw them at the dinner last night for the players and everything. Tony was loving it. He said he loved the crowds yesterday. Hodge just said the same thing. I mean, they're all enjoying playing in front of the big crowds. Matsuyama, everybody was, was talking about the, the crowds and the support. Because actually, the other thing is we have here, our, our fans are really good. I mean, you're not hearing all the trash talk and stuff that we get in other tournaments and that other people have been complaining about at other events. You know, do we have people out here partying and, and, and having cold beers and have a lot of a lot of it? Yes. But they're golf fans, they, and, and they're here to have a good time, and, they're in a, and they've got a Minnesota nice you know, about them. So we're, we're not having any issues with the players being, you know, harassed or heckled or any of that stuff. So – it's a very intelligent golf fan. It's also, uh, uh, you know, the corporate the corporate support we have here is second to none. I mean, it's, I mean, we're we're hitting numbers that we we are, are really thrilled with. So, which, which leads to you know to millions of dollars for charity. Yeah. Which is awesome. Hey, uh, Hollis, where, where do you stand? I know where you stood before, and I think you probably stand similarly, but what, with, with the whole, and it's, you know, the elephant in the room, the whole live golf thing. Um, what, what is your thoughts about what has happened over the last several months? So, well, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm, uh, I'm very, very glad that we're not in lawsuits anymore between the tour and live. Let's get that stuff behind us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's move forward. Let's get this stuff behind us move on down the road and you know i think that you know there's got to be a path back for guys who 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 um went to the other tour uh they've got to pay a price for it it shouldn't they shouldn't be able to walk back with it without some penalty uh and and quite honestly guys who stayed stayed loyal should be taken care of i mean there's there's a lot of a lot of players that are 100 percent behind the pga tour and are stuck with the tour and and didn't take the money and stayed uh, for the honor of the game and the love of the game um that deserve a break and that's that's where i can see you know that that some of these guys deserve to be remunerated and you know do i like you know the uh foreign investment in in sports i I don't think it's good for sports but you know you're not going to stop it there's no way you're going to stop this you know and when people have that much money they can do you know they're going to get into sports you look at what they've done with F1. You know, Formula One is—they're all over Formula One. They've done the same thing in in uh, 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 football overseas. I mean, they—they basically soccer. They own a lot of the soccer teams now. They're doing all, so they're making their inroads into sports. I say, you know, let's get the best deal we can possibly get out of it that protects the tour and pr- protects the integrity of the game, and. And uh, make sure that we leave the game better than when we got when we all came into it. It's, 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 this has been a hell of a game for us, and a way for us to make a living for a long time, over 30 years. You, you know, I want to make sure the game's better when we leave than it is now. And the, the only way that's going to happen is is for this deal to come out and be really, really good for the PGA Tour, which I think uh, Jay and his team. Uh, I talk to them a lot. I mean, I, you know, so as many events as we run on tour. We have a lot of conversations going on, as you can imagine. I, you know, 
I've got elevated events. I've got uh, non-elevated. So we we we're doing all sides of these events. So I'm in a lot of conversations with the tour, with the players, with the, and with the directors. Um, you know, let's just get the best deal we can possibly get. Make sure that the PGA Tour still manages this and runs everything, and, and keep growing the game. And and also let's get more and more. You know, continue to grow it with with the kids and families involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know you know my club out at the Royal. That we, uh, we you know we've got a six hole golf course there. It's free to kids. You know, we need more of that. You know, th- those are the kinds of things. I wish if if the you know if the uh, PIF wanted to put money into the in, into stuff in the United States, put money into the first team, put money into to junior programs in the states, and go in and do things along those lines that that help grow the game of golf at the lowest, you know, the beginner level. And uh, I'd love to see stuff coming out of these deals where there's some money set aside uh, for things like that, you know, that, that does grow the game. Uh, you know, uh, I hope they can do some stuff for women's golf as we're doing this. Love to see, you know, that, that the women's uh, LPGA gets uh, some of this could bleed into their, their side and they, uh, you know, some of the proceeds. And that way they have bigger purses and they're playing for more money and they get better TV. So, those are that you know to me that's what I would love to see come out of this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hollis Kamner joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning. The 3M Golf uh, Tournament going on this weekend. Final round is today. Uh, Hollis, you, you talk a little bit about the future of the game and, and knowing you, and I know you run multiple events uh, on the tour. This event, where it is, it is a tough one in terms of scheduling because of the tournaments that are around it. People make a lot of the golfers that are here uh, and, and, and maybe even some of the ones that are not. How much are you concerned or how much do you worry about what golfers are coming to this event? And if so, how do you get more here considering where you are in the schedule? Well, I, uh, first off, we worry about it all the time. We work it all year round. I mean, I'm on tour, <laughs> and our team's on tour. We're working the players constantly. I do. I have to say what um, uh, what the, the PGA Tour did with, with going to the top seventy uh, into the playoffs helped us this year. I think now that people understand, I, the players are. I think there was a reality check. All of a sudden, um, they didn't realize, you know, how much more they needed to play. It's not just to be in the top 70. They're, they're now uh, – some of the guys I was talking to this week, they're already in the top 70. They're in the top 30, you know, 35. They're going, Jesus Christ, the weight – you know, it, if you're not top 30 next year, 
you got a problem going forward, okay, as events go. Yeah, top 50 gets into certain things, but top 30 is really the number. So they're going to force guys to play more and more and more and more. And because of the um, only only uh, not top 125 but top 70 go into the playoffs, there's going to be less opportunity for the top, for the elite players and top players to play. So they're going to have to pick up uh, uh, events that may have not have the best date on tour. I personally. Um, I think as this settles out more, I think our date becomes very attractive. And, you know, I talked to Justin Thomas this week. Justin's now we're talking about it. You know, he said, hey, I came here for it. He said, I love the golf course. He said, I, you know, it's, it, it fits me. It's really good. Um, you know, he had one bad hole or he'd be here for the weekend. Uh, he loved the way we he got treated and all this stuff. He was very vocal about how, how good it was up here. Billy Horschel never – Billy Horschel, I'm coming back. I mean, those guys – those are the kind of things you want to hear. They go tell other players. Now now, top players are going to start coming more and more. Um, and I, I think as, as, the, um, um, as people start to find out that just getting into the top 70 is, is, is wonderful, but to win the FedEx Cup, you have to be so deep into the points. I mean, you have to be top 10. So guys who are in the top 15 now are going to start playing more events, just, just like here. Yep. We had a couple of guys come here and play that were in the top 20, you know, wanting to pick up more points, okay? Because they, if they don't get in the top 10, they can't win at all. And that's, I mean, that's all of their, that's all, you know, their big goal is to win the FedEx Cup and, and, and get all, and that, that huge, huge payout they get. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these guys, uh, now their contracts are being, the agents, um, I shouldn't say the agents, the, the manufacturing companies that have these contracts with them, have now changed the contract that if you're not in the top 30, you'll, you, you only get paid X. If you're not in the top 20, you don't. So these guys are going to have to play. And with them having less events to play, because it is, is going to be less events, it's, it's, a, it's a lot better for us. So I feel good about where we're going. Outstanding. Well, congratulations, Hollis, on, on another great uh, tournament week at, uh, at the 3M and um, 3M Open, and good luck on this Sunday, and uh, we'll be watching. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Hollis. Thanks. Hollis Cabin from the 3M Open. Uh, great to have him on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll do the fast break. You're listening to The Huddle on a 3 WCCO. Let's hit this segment running and gunning. Time for a fast back and forth with Pete and Dave. We're calling Fast Break on The Huddle. Another week, we'll get it started here, here with we go. Dave this week. Okay, uh, good. Oh, I was doing the wrong button there. All right. <laughs> Dave this week, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion and five-year NFL veteran, only five-year NFL veteran, Sonny Michelle announced that he was retiring from football yesterday. He was uh, playing, I believe, most recently for the Miami Dolphins, though he may mm-hmm. have been with the Rams now. I, I wasn't quite clear on that. Two-time Super Bowl winner, though, in his five uh season career only 28 years old but as we've been seeing and as the running backs have been telling people uh the body wears down on them pretty quick uh 28 years old for a running back is is not a great place to be uh he made just under 13 million dollars over his five-year career as a good not great running back but he was more than serviceable he was a you know a, a contributor on two super bowl winning teams yeah. uh 
it's tough to see that. You know, th- you, you look at maybe some of these other sports, you see $13 million over five years, two Super Bowls, and you're retiring because of, you know, likely health issues, uh, mm-hmm. getting just beat up day in and day out. Uh, so my question is, if a genie were to appear in front of you and said, I can give you one really great sports, some athletic uh, um, athletic gift, mm-hmm. what would you choose? What athletic gift would you choose uh, based on where you would want to play, uh, oh, what wow. sport you would want to play? Great left-handed turn to this question, by yeah. the way, because I did not see that one coming. I, didn't I thought we were, I thought I we were talking with, about uh, Yeah, you know, the running backs getting beat up. Because I, I love personally, it. I would not ask to be, uh, you know, have the gifts of a running back in uh, today's NFL. That's not the I, I, I think would be. I would, I would want um, – I think I'd want, like, like super – I'd want to be superhuman strength because I feel like any sport that could work. Like, I mean, that, well, what, that what sport be, would you choose then? What with, sport with your with your strength with there? Your strength. I mean, I'd <laughs> want to play. Let's be honest. I'd want to play ice hockey. We all know that, right? I mean, and now I'm 44 years old, and every time I get on the ice, a couple things happen. One, you have no idea how you're going to play because you just have no idea how your body's going to respond to anything that day. And two, you always hurt the next day. I mean, I, well, I was going to say. So, I mean, hockey, even with the the money aspect and the injury aspect and all of that, you still love hockey enough to say you know what i i'd still be making millions uh with with this skill that i'm i've been granted so well I so so that. i guess the question is then would you it it's it's a question of short-term excitement or pleasure versus long-term results and, and long-term risk is that am i understanding it right i suppose i suppose that's because where if going. you're asking me that if you're asking me if i'd like to take the 13 million right now but not have a really good idea of whether i was going to live past 50 or 60 and what my quality of life would be like that's a different question. That's a tough question to answer. And and I think, actually, that there's a lot of guys out there trying to answer that right now. And that's why you're seeing these players go, okay, I made $13 million. I've had a couple concussions. I've had a couple knee surgeries, whatever. I still feel okay. Is it worth staying in it for whatever 3 or $4 million I'm going to get? Or should I get out now and, and, and prolong my quality of life. And I think that's why we're seeing all this. Pete, you probably could answer this better than, than I could in the sense of, you know, you, you went through that and, and how, where you are right now, you know, is it, is it worth that money up front uh, to, to, to take the questionable quality of life later? I think we're seeing now that the answer is no. Well, and, and I will say this, and this is a completely different uh, financial generation. These guys are making real money. You know, when I, yeah. when, when I was playing, it was yeah. a big deal when Vinny Testaverde got drafted by the Buccaneers and we're all sitting there going, wow, that guy just signed a five-year, $10 million contract. Mm. <laughs> you know, now the five-year contracts are 260 mil. Yeah. So, you know, and 10 I mean, years it, isn't enough for a season. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but the toll that it takes on your body is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, there is no number that really matches it to your guys' point. I mean, it really, like for me, um, if I could do it all over again and I, and I had the same balance and speed and strength that I, I had back in, when I was younger, um, I'm, I'm a huge surfer. I love surfing. I think it's one of the greatest things on, on the planet to do. And if I could compete at that level, mm-hmm. um, I don't really think you, when you turn 50 or 60, that your knees feel the way my feels, mine feel right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm 59 and I can tell you guys, um, 
I have a little bit of a limp, but I mentally have to block it out. I have this, I have that. I've got every, every finger and thumb has been broken at least once or twice. And, you know, three or four surgeries on one knee and one on the other and my shoulder and my elbows. And so, you know, is it worth it? I love the game. I still do. Uh, but when I was playing, the, the pay certainly wasn't anything close to what these yeah. guys are. So it's, I, I look at it this way. It's tough for them to walk away, and I give them kudos for doing it because it's probably the right thing to do, but the money is so different now that it's, uh, it's life-changing. So um, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a trick question to some degree. Uh, yeah, well, and, you know, you look at, like I said, Sonny Michel, it is it's still life-changing money. He made, you know, about $13 yeah. million. That is, that is absolutely – you know, generational money. Uh, but then, you know, you compare it to something like uh, Max Kepler over his five year contract is making thirty five million. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's <laughs> those comparisons. Of, of course, it is to any you know regular person. That's a lot of money. But in the context of sports, not a not a whole bunch. Speaking of baseball, Pete, we'll move on to question number two here. The trade deadline is active as the White Sox have been selling off all of their pitching, it seems, other than Dylan Cease. And the Rangers just picked up Max Scherzer yesterday in a uh, trade. He he waived his no-trade clause from the Mets. The Mets received uh, Ronald Acuna's younger brother in the trade, interestingly enough. Uh, but we're at that point in the season. We're getting into August now. We're getting into the, the end, towards the end of the regular season. Stake your claim right now. <laughs> Who is going to win the World Series? I'm going to go with Texas. I think, you know, they're one of the best teams in baseball already, right? And when, you do, when you're when you one of the best teams and you still are willing to go out and grab one more player, uh, I think it's, a, it's, it's what you do as a general manager, as a franchise. That's what you want to do. You want to make sure that you put yourself in position to – not just get there, but win it. And I and and you know we've all been watching how Tampa's played so well most of the year. They've started to slide a little bit. They're still great. They're still great, but they're sliding a little bit. And and Baltimore uh, is right there on the top right now. So uh, on that side of things. So you know it's I love to see these teams make moves that are already that that great team, but they want to make sure that they they might even be a little bit better. So. Um, I don't know. I, lo- I look over across both sides, you know, the American and the National League. Atlanta's unbelievable, and I think that's what Texas is probably trying to get themselves into position for because when you look at Atlanta, look at look at what they do from an offensive side. They're yeah. absolutely destroying people. And so uh, I think that's why Texas decided to get one more <laughs> in case they end up having to meet somebody like that. I think they're giving themselves a little bit more of an opportunity against those great batters. Yeah, I, I, Atlanta with the best record in baseball right now. It's yep. 66 at 36, 30 games over mm-hmm. 500. Pretty incredible. <laughs> I, ahead, I was actually going to say Atlanta. And, and one of the reasons why, and although Texas is right there, I, there's two stats that I look at that I that always, for me, baseball and, and frankly hockey too, tell a big story, which is run differential, right? Texas mm-hmm. is plus 147. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's plus 149. In the NL East, the team that's closest to them in run differential is Philadelphia (laughs) at plus 10. 10. (laughs) Plus 149. But there's another stat that I like, and it's it's their record against teams above 500. And and Texas, as good as they are, is only 33 and 32 against teams above 500, whereas Atlanta is 38 and 29 against teams above 500. That, That tells me that the records are great, but when you really dial it down, Atlanta's played tougher competition. 
and done better against them. So the, my pick is Atlanta out of the uh, out of the but, NL East. But that might be why Texas made this kind of a move possible at, at yeah. the line. They they wanted to make sure that they had everything that they needed instead of just yep. being close. Now they probably feel like they've got it covered. So uh, yeah, I think that yeah, could be a great series. Yeah. Yep. The and you know it, playoffs are a crapshoot, right? You know, some mm-hmm. pitcher can just absolutely dominate, and and Scherzer is a guy that can do that for a game. You know, if you put him out there. So we will see as we get rolling. I think those are two good picks. For what it's worth, I picked the Braves too. Watching them absolutely <laughs> Thanks, dominate the Twins. I mean, that was just ridiculous. I win. That was, Sorry, go that ahead. was the best. Game. <laughs> All right. Uh, who are we on? Uh, I think uh, Dave. It's me. We're back to Dave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, training camp's rolling along. Oh, by the way, we'll talk more Twins uh, in the next hour. Dan Hayes of The Athletic is going to come on and chat about the deadline a little bit more with us. Uh, but back to training camp in uh, the NFL. Uh, it's going on even more. We'll try to get maybe somebody next week to talk a little bit more about what they're seeing at training camp um, for the Vikings. But my question for you is give me one player that you're most excited to see uh, in training camp who you think is going to really impress some people. Uh, you know, don't give me Justin Jefferson. I know we're all yeah. excited to see him. Give me something, you know, maybe a little under the radar. Maybe you think they're going to be able to contribute in either their first year here or they're really going to break out after being here for a few years. Are we ta- we're talking just Vikings, correct? Just Vikings, just yeah, training camp Vikings. I'll tell you there's 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 a lot. Um I'm really interested to see what Kirk Cousins does this year. I, I like everybody else I've bought in to to a bit of his hype that's come out of uh the whole Netflix series. Um <laughs> he unlike um Unlike Daniel Hunter, who you know he's on the last year of a contract, so he is he's trying to earn what's next, and they and they haven't given that to him yet. So I, I think that's uh, really interesting. Um, I want to see how he does with durability, and then that's you know how is he going to stand up. But the guy I really want to see this year, not necessarily under the radar, but I want to see what Alexander Madison does uh, with the backfield being his. Um, we've I've liked what I've seen out of him in the time that we've seen it. Uh, when he's been in to spell Dalvin Cook, but it's different now, right? He's the number one guy, so he gets more looks on film, he gets more attention from defenses, and that's going to play differently. And and can he rise to that challenge? So um, how much of the offense is based on the running game is going to be interesting. Is that going to change now without, uh, without Dalvin Cook? Because we've talked so much about the death of the running back in the NFL, but – Alexander Madison is one. I want to see how he does this year as the number one guy. I'm going to give you a name that you guys don't even know. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, 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 and I think that um, I've watched him all through college, think he's an unbelievable player, and, and he was supposed to be drafted. He did not get drafted, and I think a lot of that had to do with he was in the Army. And so Andre Carter. Oh, I know. You guys Oh, do you? Oh, good. I know Andre oh, Carter. Let me tell you, six six, maybe six foot seven. I know at the at the combine they always press your head down, so you're always a little bit shorter. But two hundred and sixty pound kid who can get after the quarterback as good as anybody in the whole country. His speed, his athleticism, his discipline, everything I think that goes along with who he is. Now, will he get a shot? Yeah, who knows? I mean, does he get the practice squad for a while? I don't know. But I think he is an absolute freak show player that didn't get all the credit that he deserved. And I, I love that the Vikings grabbed him as a free agent. He shouldn't have been a free agent. He got a big contract. But I think that they gave him the money because he deserved it. And he is going to be a special player, I think, for the Vikings. Yeah, the one thing they say always about those um, 
military academy kids is they're in phenomenal shape, but they're maybe yeah. not quite as strong because they're they're doing mm-hmm. distances, they're doing yeah. all of these different things. So uh, I, I've seen a lot of people saying if he can put on a little weight, put on a little muscle, get around the edges, uh, yeah, he's he's a, a talented individual. I'll uh, interrupt here a little bit, slightly breaking news over on yes. the Twins front. Alex Kirilov going on the IL with shoulder soreness after coming out of yesterday's game. Um, he was not swinging it well. Yep, uh, Caleb Thielbar is the uh, additional move back from the IL, uh, so we're back to original pitching numbers for the Twins. Uh, last question here. We're back over to you, Pete. New NIL news in the college football front. Talia Tungavailoa, to his younger brother, uh, announced that he received a $1.5 million offer from an unnamed SEC team to leave Maryland, where he is currently the starting quarterback. Other news in the NIL front, the West Virginia NIL collective, appropriately called Country Roads, has announced they've partnered with a beer company and that 15% of the sales in the stadium for this one specific beer are going to go to the collective. Uh, I've heard some rumors that there are similar things at Iowa, Iowa State. I don't really know. I didn't look into it too too deeply. Um, That's big. Yeah, that was my thought too, that West Virginia beer sale thing. uh, It's going to really going to be getting some money are we getting to the point where we almost need a salary cap on these nil funds uh (laughs) i mean if beer money's coming in the sky's the limit just take it till 11 o'clock pete it's all yours i know how you feel (laughs) (laughs) well i would just say this you know when you don't have regulation over something which is exactly what nil is um that's a problem they really i've said this for a long time as soon as they started talking about it i thought you know it's an interesting idea. I know a lot of people have complained over many, many years that the players should be compensated to some degree. Um, but I, are we a little bit out of hand? Are we are we turning this into professional sports, and specifically professional football? Let's be honest. Football, basketball, those are your big, huge NIL sports. And I'm, I'm just amazed, Charlie and, and Dave, I'm amazed that they haven't gotten to the point where they say, there is a cap and the cap is X and it, you know, at, you can get up to that level. That's it. That's where the cap stops. And you know, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And I, and I look at uh, what Minnesota has raised for NIL money. Uh, if you guys ever have the chance, you should take a look because it's a very small number and we've got to compete against Michigan and Ohio state and Notre Dame and everybody else in, you know, all of college football for all these players. And I just, I don't think that that side of it has made sense that they haven't decided to, to regulate it in some way. And it's, until they do that, this is sort of a, a rampant thing and they're going after players. And I'm not surprised at all. Some of the players they are going after. This is a, a speeding train to me that is, <laughs> has gained so much speed. Yep. It's out of control. I, I I'm, and I didn't know about this, Charlie, since you just brought that up, because the, the idea that it's now tied to something that's sold in stadium so they can get more money for that fund hmm. is, is incredible. And, and it truly starts to now we will separate the haves and have nots even more mm-hmm. simply because if, if you know, you go to Michigan, they, they pack 100,000 in the big house. You, if they're all buying <laughs> beer, how much bigger is that fund going to be than, than, you know, the Gophers at Huntington Bank, where they don't even come close to that, and so this will widen the gap, and I and I and then it's going to come back to a parity issue again, which is something that we've we've dealt with. So, I this really is amazing to me, and I and I think it's just it's speeding down the tracks, and at some point here, it's going to run into something or go off the rails and and in, into the river. It's just 
there has to be some regulation at some point. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for you. I agree. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a uh, big timber brewing company, uh, the Country Roads <laughs> Trust, uh, and the the beer is going to be called the Trust Lager, which will in fact be sold inside. West Virginia's uh, stadium. Oh However, it is all sales of the beer, not even just inside the stadium, uh, <laughs> but also just all of the beer sales. Incredible. Um, so, but yeah. it, it is available inside the stadium. All right, we'll <laughs> take a quick break. Come back. Uh, do you believe that aliens exist? I do. We'll talk about it next on the Huddle A three O WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.